When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of daily fantasy sports and gambling. So you can stop Googling how to join a squid game to cover all those parlays you thought were such a sure thing. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, everybody, it is Sunday. You know what that means. More NFL games on tap. We've got two more divisional round matchups. First up, we've got the Rams and Buccaneers playing in the early window, plus the much-anticipated matchup between the Bills traveling to KC to play the Chiefs. You know, and tight matchups, to be honest, based on the the, uh, the spreads. Uh, and we got to talk about the news that broke because we have the injury news. That's why it didn't pop on earlier because I, I really needed to know the news. Uh, the Bucks have inact uh, li- listed Tristan Worcester, uh, All Pro right tackle, on the inactive list, so he's not playing today. He's out with the ankle. Uh, Ryan Jensen, their center, is active, but you know this is a big deal because Jensen was banged up last week with the ankle. Worst, uh got hurt as well. Got rolled up. Try to go back in the game, wasn't really effective, was basically playing on one leg. And the fact that he can't go today, uh, you know, it's a big deal. We know Tom Brady cannot move, and the way to beat Tom Brady is to get pressure on him. The fact that the Buccaneers are down in all-pro tackle, you can't replace a dude like that. It's just not happening. So this line was two and a half. It hasn't moved, but it's a big deal. Uh, to me, this is a pick a matchup at best, and I would give the edge to the Rams. To me, now the bet is take the Rams in the points because to me, this is a pick em, and you're still getting the Rams at plus two and a half. And from my perspective, this is a classic spot now uh, where, you know, you could tease this. This is easily a teasable spot. And folks have been betting, uh, betting uh, the late window down. So now you're, uh, you're getting uh, the bills. Uh, the bills were at two and a half to down to one and a half now. Uh, to me, this is a classic tease spot. Again, what we talked about yesterday. You know, we teased, we teased the uh, the Bengals, we teased the uh, uh, the 49ers in in the window, and and went about it that way. You would have cashed, and I think you do the same thing here. You know, I didn't want to tease all the road uh, games uh, from the outset this weekend, but, you know, the news is broken the way it's broken, and it makes sense now. Uh, To me, this is where you kind of go, because I said it last night. I thought the Ram, I mean, I thought the 49ers were the underdog that was least likely to win, and guess what? They won, because despite the fact they couldn't score an offensive touchdown, and Jimmy G could not hit the broadside of a bus, unless it was a short five-yard pass, uh, you know, like he was Tim Tebow, 
the 49ers won based off of the defensive pressure they were able to generate on the Packers all night long and the special teams gaffes of the Packers costing them dearly. Uh, you know, it, it was a terrible game to watch uh, for those of you who love offense, but I loved it uh, because you get to see the intricacies of how plays can get blown up and you're watching all the little details the Packers are trying to do and it's getting blown up right up the middle by Joey Bosa just going at uh uh I, I'm saying Joey, I mean Nick Bosa uh just blowing up the play uh, get uh, play after play after play like Bosa just was a monster last night. So here's the problem for the Buccaneers. We got the same situation. Tom Brady's going to try to get the ball out as quickly as possible. Now you don't have the protection. So we may run into a situation where Brady is just chunking plays and just chucking it into the ground because there's not enough time to get guys open. Now it's, it's a ton of, uh, it's a ton, it's a ton of uh, pressure that Brady's going to be experiencing. And, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not sold that we're, we're getting, uh, I'm not sold that we're 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 gonna be able to see the uh uh I don't I I'm really I'm really concerned about the I'm really concerned about uh this game as it stands. I, I think as as little confidence I have in Matt Stafford and Stafford in pressure situations, I'm not sure if Tampa is going to be able to score enough points to get there right now. And so when you have to like put that into perspective, this is going to be kind of one of those ball possession games where Tampa is going to try to milk the clock. And I think the Rams are comfortable with that because the Rams are, you know, I said it before, I don't think the Rams are going to be able to uh, I I just don't think they're gonna be able uh they're gonna be able to uh to kind of get that uh that uh productivity in the run game. So I think you know they're gonna see punts. I think they're gonna have to throw the ball, but I don't think they necessarily want to keep uh speeding up the game either. So I think this game plays slower, and with it playing slower, it makes it far less attractive. Of uh of a game in general uh, uh, to to target for a DFS perspective. So, uh, as I said, I, I'm looking at this more from uh, the standpoint of let's see what uh, we can get in terms of actual value. And from my perspective, I just don't see value in this game. Uh, you know, John Brown got activated by Tampa because You've got uh, Brashad Perriman out. Uh, is Cyril Grayson injured? Now, and again, you're hearing these names. You're like, seriously, these guys are on the Bucks. Yes, that's how injury depleted the Bucks are without Antonio Brown and 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 Godwin. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown for different reasons, but you know what I mean. It it's just one of those situations where now they're so thin, they have to be able to do something else differently. And I and I just don't see it. I don't necessarily see them being able to get away with uh, being loose. And you know, from my perspective, at, at a certain point, they're they're going to be stuck 
having to uh, just, you know, milk clock and hope for the best. So I, I, I look at the Rams and I see, and I see a game where, yeah, they give Cam Akers 20 carries, but he's probably going to have 65, 67 yards. I, I can't see Cam Akers breaking a big runoff against this Tampa team. It's just that Tampa is not, I don't see how they're going to be able to move the ball effectively when they can double team Mike Evans and they'll probably have Jalen Ramsey run around uh, and just shadow Gronk because, you know, I I just think that with the time, a lot of, there's not, there's not going to be enough time for Brady uh, and Brady knows where he wants to throw the ball. So he's looking for the window where his guy is going to be in the best possible spot to catch the ball without causing a turnover, which is what makes Brady so much better than these other QBs that just aren't thinking about the um, risk mitigation factor when they're trying to make a play. My problem is, is that there's going to be more pressure on Brady than normal. And when Brady is stuck in these situations, it doesn't end well. So as much as I think Von Miller is kind of on the washed up tail end of his career, I still think Von Miller's doing damage. I still think you, uh, you got Aaron Donald making pressure in plays. It's just, there's going to be a ton of pressure. And with Wirfs not good to go and, you know, Jensen, okay enough. How long is he going to hang in there? It, like if Jensen goes down, this could turn real ugly uh, for Tampa in terms of, moving the ball and as i said i don't have confidence in stafford but that tampa secondary is not good they take chances because they're they know they're not good so i feel like they're gonna just overcompensate by being riskier and sooner or later they're more likely to give a big play you saw in last night's game the packers were trying to take advantage of it and the best busted coverage they got was an 80 yard screen play to Aaron Jones on a busted play, but because Aaron Jones is slow, <laughs> like I don't want to, I shouldn't say slow. He is slower than AJ Dillon or uh, Devonte Adams. He couldn't house it, and he had and he had space to house it. Let's be clear. Yes, there were defenders down the field uh, that were able to corner him, but if it was a n- different player on the Packers, that that gets housed for a touchdown, but. There are when you have bad secondaries, they're gonna give up busted coverage plays, and it's it's inevitable. I just look at it when you come to uh, Odell Beckham Jr. You come you come to uh, Van Jefferson. These types of guys, they're gonna find they're gonna find a gap somewhere with a breakdown, and you know it'll be up to Stafford to hit 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 the target and just let them house it. But the chances are going to be there. But for from me pers- personally, on this two game slate, I'm probably just going to fade it now because this news doesn't give me a ton of confidence. I know folks are going to try to play Stafford, and I know folks are going to try to play the Chiefs Bills game. But the way to kind of get different is being overcompensating on the latter game where you think you're going to have the higher output. Whereas people are going to try to mix and match and not and try to play all the name guys. They're going to try to play the Cooper Cups of the world. They're going to try to play Cam Akers. They're going to try to play Leonard Fournette. I'm thinking 
okay, how about we go with Jarek McKinnon and you go with Devin Singletary instead at lower ownership and see what happens. Uh, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, people are going to play him because he got announced and the, the chief says he's good to go, but you saw how good McKinnon looked. Edwards Hilaire, bum shoulder, and hasn't been as effective anyway, even when he was healthy. There's there's no reason to think that McKinnon can't just get the bulk share of the work anyway if they give Edward Solaire a series or two and he doesn't do anything, just turn back to McKinnon and let him take over the share of the carries and and passing down work. He's faster anyway. So again, this is uh, we saw this happen with uh, Damian Williams in the Super Bowl run for the Chiefs. He took over the role and never gave it up. So it, it, it can happen that way sometimes. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, you got to start looking at it from a different perspective. I, I originally, I, you know, I told you guys yesterday, I w- wanted to be heavier on Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense and still play some of the Bills KC game. It just didn't work out. You know, we, we got, we got J- Jamar Chase putting up numbers, but the other action just kind of ended up going to Mixon. Because the game slowed down and Tennessee just wasn't able to do that much on offense. So, and Derrick Henry clearly wasn't uh, even at 70%. But, you know, we can break down that game another time. We're we're trying to talk about today's games. Uh, It's just one of those uh, situations where I think you kind of uh, focus on the back half of the game and, and work your way from there. Now, for the early window for showdown, I think, you know, you can just play John Brown and probably go cheap with Gio Bernard, or you can play Lenny if you want, but uh, Leonard Fournette uh, and the, get the passing catch work for uh, Brady, but then load up on the pass catching options of the Rams and hope one of these guys houses it. Because to me, I just don't see a ton of points and I'm probably going to want to play Rams defense, at least on one of these builds because it, I'm not seeing a ton of offense coming out of this game. But in the latter half, I could see guys like Isaiah McKenzie getting work in the passing game for the Bills. I could see Gabriel Davis getting work. I Because I see uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley getting phased out of the Bills offense because they've realized that they need the speed of these younger receivers uh, to attack the Chiefs and spread them out. So to me, I think that's the way to go. So. I'm looking at it from the perspective of you're going to see somewhere north of 260, 270 uh, passing from both uh, Josh Allen and Mahomes. But with Allen, you're going to see him rush for probably 30 to 40 yards in this game. And it, it's going to make a difference as to this contest plays out. So, that's where I'm I'm looking at this game. I'm attacking the late game. I'm going to try to go under on the early game. I do think that uh, this leans more in favor of the Rams now, uh, but you can tease it, and that way you get a little bit more room on the Bills because even now, even though the Lions come down, you can still get the Bills at 7.5. I don't see the Chiefs winning this by more than a touchdown anyway. So to me, you get the, uh, you get the, the cushion of even if the Chiefs win, uh, it's it's likely uh, you're going to need more than a touchdown to uh, to uh, beat the teaser. Give yourself the extra room. 
tease uh tease the number up on the Bills and the Rams and you give yourself room. And if the if somehow the Bucks uh pull this out because it's Tom Brady and you know they they manage to get around the offensive line issues and Stafford implodes, I still think it's a close game where it's probably gonna be uh a one score game. So you still have uh the cushion. I just don't see where the Bucks blow out the Rams unless Stafford throws multiple pick sixes or uh, turns the ball over like inside the 20 yard line multiple times. I see this game, even if the Bucks win probably being by a field goal, whereas the Rams now I could start seeing the finish line where the Rams wear down the Bucks secondary with the passing attack. And maybe they can win by a touchdown. I can see that happening on the Rams side. Now before I thought it was going to be more of a kind of a coin flip game and it's going to be a field goal difference either way. Now I kind of see it, see leaning it more towards the Rams side of things anyway, but I still think from uh scoring production wise and stats wise, I still think the edge is with the Kansas city Buffalo game uh, because we didn't get the shootout in the Cincy Tennessee game. I, I just think now you got, you got to focus your efforts on uh, targeting uh, the Kansas city Buffalo game. Yes. The game could bust, but I see way more ways of this early game with the uh, Buccaneers and Rams busting in the same way I kind of saw the potential for the Green Bay San Fran game busting. It's it's easier for uh, those two games uh, to bust than I saw for the Bengals-Titans game. It's just so happened that the first game with the Bengals-Titans busted also. So now it's prohibitively favored towards the uh, Bills Chiefs uh, uh, shooting out uh, versus the others. It, it, to me, to me, it, it's just clear cut. So now it, you just got to kind of focus your thinking as to who are the lower owned plays uh, on the Bills Chiefs I can target. And so maybe getting away from uh, playing Tyree Kill or a Stefan Diggs. Yes, they have the most upside, but if you can get to a lower uh, priced option, with lower ownership, maybe they get in the end zone like a McCole Harmon or as I mentioned before, Isaiah McKenzie or Gabe Davis, those guys get in the end zone as opposed to Diggs and Tyreek. That gets you different in terms of your DFS bill compared to uh, the rest of the field. So again, even by overloading on the late game, you're different than what most people are going to do because they're going to try to sprinkle in pieces of this first game uh, with Cooper Cup and Odell. They're going to want to sprinkle guys in, and if you limit yourself and try to stay disciplined, you're going to be different in, in that regard, and you're just going to have all the late window open to you if the early game uh, underwhelms, which it very well could at this stage. So that's all I got, folks. Uh, hopefully that advice uh, makes sense, at least, in terms of how to approach the slate. In terms of uh, some of the props I'd be looking at, I, I would shade under on... Uh, guys like Cole Beasley, uh, you can bet the under because I saw props for him uh, on DraftKings and FanDuel where he was in the 50 yards receiving. You can go under on that. Uh, definitely take the under on that. Uh, you can take uh, the over on the QB uh, yards passing because even if these offenses start stalling, they're still going to keep chucking. I, I feel confident with both Mahomes and Allen being over 250 yards passing. So. You you can start targeting uh, them being over uh, passing yardage wise 
and yeah uh yeah we'll see we'll see because so many pieces on both sides you're gonna have to get creative but i you know the older receivers on the bills i'm less enthralled with i do love dawson knox as the red zone tight end option not to say there's anything wrong with travis kelsey but you know for those of you who are going to try to force in gronk i i'm sorry i just don't i i know i I know I, I'm I'm sounding so pessimistic about Brady and Gronk connecting. It's just the Rams know what the uh, Buccaneers are going to try to do. And without the line protection, it's harder for Gronk to get open these days unless you can body somebody up in, in advance. And that takes time. And I just don't see Brady having the time to be able to pick out Gronk uh, on somebody's passing plays. So, and anyway, uh, let me get out of here and get this uploaded. But best of luck to everyone today. We'll see how the games go, and hopefully we get a good set of uh, matchups. Have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.